Expanding our knowledge through those amongst us is a privilege we take for granted. Join me as we explore the minds of our fellow beings to unlock their knowledge for ourselves. It is time for a guest entry. But first, a quick disclaimer. Most of the guests I've had on were recorded through Discord due to us being long distance. If the quality dips, it's due to my connection. But I hope each of these conversations brings you new knowledge of the creative and cultural arts. It's my privilege to have a guest who participated in the March of the Core back in the month of March. Winston Malone is an author who seeks to give other fictional writers a platform to share their work. Creator of the Storyletter Substack, listen to us discuss his inspiration in establishing this venture and much more. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another guest entry where I get to have on Winston Malone, who is the creator, uh, CEO, I'm not sure what title you actually have for your company, but you run the story letter Substack, and you were also one of the main archivists inside my March of the Core for the month of March, my first March of the Core, my, my event. But um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. So I wanted to have you on because I think that both of us are in kind of the same field of of the like the same in- industry that we're kind of trying to build our own like we're trying to build these these indie publishing places where people can come and publish their own content though we have like different ways that we're doing it you're going more of like a speculative route where like anyone can come in and write content and you you've already established a, a foundation I, I i believe and like people are already writing writing for you so uh i would actually actually like to know what got you started on this journey so, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so it's really evolved. Um, it started nine months ago um, when I saw Substack really um, advertising their platform. And uh, I just really like the idea of um, monetizing um, in- independent writers' work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I was like, you know what? Um, I would like to archive my stories and like have it, you know, just have it out there, you know, for anyone to read. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't really have like a vision. And so. I started just posting things, you know, real short flash fiction type pieces. And then um, it just kind of like rapidly evolved from there where, you know, I I was on these like alt tech platforms and I saw other people posting their work. And um, it was just, there was a lot of 
people doing the same thing. And I, I thought it'd be a good idea to kind of maybe have a point where we can aggregate, um, share our work, you yeah. know, network, things like that. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Like when I, when I joined alt tech, I, everyone, everyone is going there to try to promote their, pro, promote their work in the, cause we're, we're part of the creatives community technically. So like they're, yeah. they're all trying to promote their own work. Um, and in a way they're all independent in themselves, uh, trying to do their own stuff. But I feel like the way that, the way that others are able to really grow is by developing a network with each other and collaborating with each other, promoting each other's work and helping each other build and grow as well. Which is why uh, I enjoy what you're doing because you're, you're helping others promote their own, their own content. And that's like that it's inspiring for, for aspiring writer writers to come on and be able to promote their content, knowing that, well, that they're not, they're not the best writer. They're not, they're not critically acclaimed or anything like that, but at least they have a place inside a community somewhere where they can, they can grow and build what, what they're making. And I think that's, that's, that's great. Um, so with, when, when you started this nine months ago, uh, when did you start writing specifically? Like what, what, what got you into writing? I know you, you have quite, quite a background. Um, uh, you were in the military as well, I, I believe, and yeah. and yeah. Go go ahead and t- tell them, just just tell us your life story, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'll try to uh, keep it brief. Yeah. Um, I really found my love for writing um, in high school when I took a creative writing class, and you know. Th- th- each week there would be like a prompt mm-hmm. and the teacher would be like, all right, your grade is just to write a story. And it was like, this is the easiest class I've ever taken. You know, <laughs> it was, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, and it was strange because before that I hadn't really externalized my creativity. It, it was mainly like through films and hmm. music. Yeah. Like, um, and I drew, I, I was, uh, I like to draw um, art and stuff, but I was never very good because I didn't stick with it. Mm. Um, but the writing stuff uh, really took hold. Um, and I think the issue was that there's so many types of writing. Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's there's comic books, there's film scripts, there and there's novel, like there's so many different ways to approach writing. Um, and I've kind of just dabbled in all of it. Uh, mainly because I couldn't find the best outlet, you know, like how I wanted to express the stories that I wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, it it kind of all fell away when I joined the military um, like, uh, around 10 years ago. That So I served in the Air Force for six years um, in Georgia. Hmm. And I... <laughs> I 
there's a lot of different stories with that. But, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot yeah. of stories with that. <laughs> um, but I, I guess to tie it in with the writing is, um, I was on Wattpad during that time, mm-hmm. um, posting like serial fiction and engaging with communities on there, which was fun. Um, but I, I was kind of amateur in my approach in which I was posting unedited things. Like I would get so excited that I would finish a chapter and I would just post it. And, um, and so I was, I was excited to get it out, but I wasn't excited to take the time to edit and revise, um, which is like a huge part of the writing process. Um, and, and that's a more recent thing that I've, focused on is the revision uh, aspect um have you come to start to enjoy it or is it still a pain <laughs> it i mean yeah it's a pain but like <laughs> i do find it more more enjoyable i don't know if it's because i'm older or or what it is but i i think i have a broader perspective maybe of what you know writing and publishing is mm-hmm. Um, than I did when I was like 18. So, um, I, st- I still have a hard time editing my, my stuff though. I do enjoy reading it. I like enjoy going back and reading it. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll skip over the, the issues with it and not even notice it subconsciously. Um, yeah, it's and hard. Then, and then my girlfriend will read it and all she's focused on are the errors and not actually the story. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. So I have to read it out loud sometimes mm-hmm. just to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was partly why I um, got out of the military was that I felt like I wasn't achieving what, my passion, and so I was getting burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I en- ended up taking. Uh, I got out of, out of active duty and I went into the guard. So I'm still in the Air National Guard. Hmm. Um, and so it was, a, it was a, a good transition for me because it was like, you know, I'm still half in, half out. So, um, but I took a position out in Utah. And so that's where I'm at now is Salt Lake City. Hmm. And nice. Yeah, I've just been. Just been chilling. Uh, yeah just working and uh really focused like i mean the Substack is basically a second job at this point um and but i don't feel like it's work you know it's it's like i get off of actual work and then i uh just uh work on the Substack, and it feels it's fun I, i i enjoy it that's 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 great honestly being able to work have your main your main passion being a part, like a part of your work and being able to actually get paid for it. Like finding a way to monetize your own passions is, yeah, that's what you got to do. Especially if you're, if you're a creative, having something on the side, uh, to keep afloat and then working on your creative, your creative content. So when it comes to, when it comes to writing, how would you describe your writing style? Or is that a very, complex question 
Um, let's see. How would I describe it? I would say it's constantly growing and evolving because mm-hmm. I don't think I've really found my voice yet, which is part partly why I'm so I, I'm against you know pigeonholing myself into a genre because I don't I may you know end up writing historical fiction or mm-hmm. or uh, like horror or something, and um, I just don't think I've found. Um, my niche, but I, yeah, it's I gravitate towards fantasy because for me it's easy to um, it's easier to formulate fake worlds rather than try to fit it in the real world for some reason. Yeah. I I am the same way and it's it's weird because there's a lot of a lot of writers try to take from the real world and you use earth as like a fantasy world you know like how Harry Potter mm-hmm. d- does it um and right. and they say those people usually say that it's actually harder to do a fake world because you have to come up with all the extra stuff for it you have to mm-hmm. come up with the the cultures of the people and like like when it comes to world building when you're right when you're writing a story you technically don't necessarily need to have those unless you just come up with like the ideas of ooh, well we have a plant this, this plant is going to end up uh, being able to be a healing factor for for a like for a mage or something like that in the world and you and you choose the plant's name and figure out what the plant's origins are and then have to go through the whole line of like how that works, <laughs> but but right. writer, but readers aren't gonna aren't gonna know that stuff. They they don't really care about that stuff, um, unless they're like a super fan, um, right? And, and we and want we want also yeah. Go ahead. Oh, there you go. Uh, we we don't we we want readers to get to that point where they become a super fan and want to know about those those things, but we don't necessarily like need to dive too far into them into the like nitty gritty uh building the world aspect of of world building itself right yeah i was just gonna add on that like um it's also part of like the reader can kind of imagine a lot of their own uh like they can kind of world build themselves mm-hmm. in their own imagination. And, and um, so I think a reader kind of fills in those gaps, you know, like if you don't have everything detailed, do you, uh, do you, I, I know, I, I know you, like what, what would you say your strength is like when, when it comes to writing, writing a story itself, like writing a, your, your novels specifically? Do you would, do you focus more on like the dialogue or like the descriptions or what specifically do you think is your your greatest strength as a writer? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I want to say it's action scenes. I've always gravitated t- towards action, and mm-hmm. a lot of the times I build my chapters around the moving forward of the plot. So you know, any action that's going to happen in that scene, I, I kind of build around that. And 
And that comes more from like the visual standpoint because I um, ultimately I, I would love to write movies. Um, and I think I, I visualize a lot of uh, the scenes that are going to take place before I write them I, I uh, think, several days in advance. Yeah, so. I, I think we're kind of the, in the same boat. Because okay. I, I I visualize like when I write, I try to visualize everything beforehand, and then I kind of write it out. And I'm thinking about, oh, this character, how would they, how would they react to this character saying this thing, and like their their initial reaction, how would they move, how do I describe that movement, and have it flow into the dialogue choice that they make, and right. it's like. That's the that's the fun part about the writing. For me, I, I don't like the descriptions because I don't know how to... <laughs> Sometimes describing certain things is difficult for me because I don't have a wide vocabulary, a wide enough vocabulary, and that's that's because I, I'm, I'm not necessarily more... Uh, I don't necessarily read enough. I'm trying to get really into reading again and... Well, not, not even again, like starting like to read a lot more, but I've mainly just watched movies and TV shows for like practically mm-hmm. my entire life. Um, and it's, it's how I got like my stories and like as, as a visual, as a visual focus rather than like trying to like, plot everything out in a way. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm kind of, um, the same way and it's been interesting the last couple of years because I've been trying to focus on dialogue more mm-hmm. and um and and mainly because it's I I realized that well okay action scenes are cool but if we don't care about the character then then what's the point you know like what what is there, there's no stakes involved mm-hmm. if the reader doesn't care what yeah. happens to them. So, yeah, um, making, I guess, like, the, the initial um, strength of the story now when I try to write is that, okay, how can I make this relatable? How can I bring this into the real world almost and have this character... Um, be relatable so that the reader cares about the action scenes. Mm. Mm. Yeah. How, what are some ways that you try to make a, a character re- relatable? Would you say like, what do you have any like specific ways that you like, okay, uh, maybe, maybe bringing a, a love interest into the picture or and and having them die or something like that or like, like what are what are ways that you would you would make a a relatable inc- incident for a character so that they they can like go through this char- this progression right um i think so i think the first thing for me is like okay what does the character care about if if we don't know what the character cares about, then I don't think we can care about them accomplishing whatever goal it is. 
Um, and so I think from that perspective, like in Crocodilian, I start the story off um, with Ian wanting to become famous. And he's, you know, he's always kind of overlooked in everything he does. Um, and so that's his, his immediate drive is I I will do basically anything to be famous. And then as the story progresses, he realizes that, you know, everybody starts to kind of focus in on him specifically and he doesn't deal with it very well. Mm. And so the, the drive for fame kind of becomes <laughs> now he's running from it almost. And it's like, but he's run from everything his whole life. So now it's kind of like a double edged sword where now he has to, you know, stop running and, and, and be the hero. But in doing so fame is going to follow. And I don't know, just things like that. It's like, what what is their immediate um desire or uh their yeah, goals. What, what does the character care about yeah their goal mm-hmm. and if we can get the reader to care about that same goal or um relate you know, to it in some in some way right yeah yeah i i, I try to it's hard for me because uh, my my whole story thing is is an anthology, so I have to jump around to different characters. And um, right now, I've I've gotten to a point where I'm 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 starting to actually take each character that I've somewhat established and put them all together in the same rooms, and that's been very interesting. I I actually very much enjoy it because it's. It's like you, because I I do the episodic every every week. A new episode comes out about a specific kind of storyline, and then, um, and then you no longer hear about that storyline until later on, which is now is later on technically. Um, and I'm coming up to the conclusion, uh, and that that is that is fun. Like how? So that that's another question for. Uh, when when it comes to like an ongoing story going, uh, I'm not sure if you've done any sequels. Is, is Crocodilian your your only novel that you that you've had so far, or? So, yeah, it's kind of interesting because I, I wrote my first novel on Wattpad serially, um, and it was pretty bad. But at the same time, I kind of like you know it's it's a it's my baby project. Mm-hmm. But I also like the shared universe aspect. And so I didn't even intend to write Crocodilian as a novel. I think it's it was supposed to be a short story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's set in the sh- in a shared universe um, with other short stories. And they all kind of they're, they're in different time periods, mm-hmm. but they're all on the same continent. Um and I think that's kind of fun because I can world build based on like that time period and that, and that area of the the continent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it kind of makes it 
in my mind, I can kind of separate the stories that way and, um, and build upon each one and, and sneak in little, little you know, tidbits. Easter eggs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when it comes to like continuity, you don't have a problem with like continuity errors or like having to retcon certain, certain aspects of your established lore <laughs> because, because you wrote something off. Right. Not yet. I, I feel like it's, it's going to happen eventually, but it, when you have a so lot, far... when you have a lot, it, it gets to that point. I, right. I have, I am going through that right now and it's, it's fun. It's like, so right now I'm, I've actually started to read the Bible because the Bible has this, when, when it comes to the Bible, it, it's so, it's so deep and rich with different with different stories throughout different time periods, but they all interlock with one another. And it's so, it, I, I, I don't know how to, how to describe it, but it's the same way when it, I'm not, I'm not sure if you're a fan of like, st- of star Wars. Are you a fan of star Wars? Yeah. Do you, yeah, do you, I've watched all the movies. Uh, have you seen the clone wars? Uh, I have not animated series. So in the clone but wars, I know, yeah. in the clone wars, that that's, the, the best Star Wars content out there. Okay. So, <laughs> it's my opinion, but it's also a fact, okay? Uh, but <laughs> but uh, the Clone Wars animated series is kind of like an anthology, right? And it goes uh, like based off of different, different storylines. It does follow Anakin and, and Obi-Wan uh, during the Clone Wars y- years and all that stuff. And it, but also it jumps around to different Jedi's and different storylines as well as the clones, and it does so well with making different, like having different story, different plot lines for certain things, but then having an overarching plot going through. And the overarching plot isn't like necessarily like there mainly. The overarching plot is is just focusing on the characters themselves and how they grow. Specifically with Anakin, you can see, you can actually appreciate and see the like the the turning of him from from light to dark, and that's that's such a great. It, it's so it, it's so well told, and it allows for so much. I would say like it it just allows for for them to really build build the the overall overall galaxy. That, that surrounds the Star Wars universe, and because of because of how how cl- the Clone Wars was, they have like the the creators at Lucasfilm are, are like have been establishing more content, more so based off of Clone Wars than they did with the sweet the sequel the the disgusting sequel trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but like Mandalorian kind of established lore from like from the actual Clone Wars series because the Clone Wars series actually went into a Mandalorian arc at, at a certain point. Oh nice. And you got to actually witness uh some of the pre like precursors to what the Mandalorian ha- like got to face and all that stuff too. Um and yeah there's like there's a lot of Easter eggs between between the two. You know how like he, you got the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and they're just they're, they're just putting putting Easter eggs all throughout it, right? Um, yeah, that sounds yeah. cool. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I, I definitely the the first season is 
is very slow and it they didn't understand who their audience was because it's it's mainly meant for kids. So the first season isn't that great, but as soon as you get past the first season, I I guarantee you you're gonna start you're gonna mm-hmm. start loving it. If you if you like Star Wars, you'll love it. It nice. It's so great. I'll I'll, yeah, I'll probably send good things. I'll probably send you a video uh, like to give you a, a synopsis of what what it is, and it's a short video. It's basically like okay, yeah, yeah. It, it, you you'll you'll see. <laughs> okay, but anyways, um, back to back to your your writing. So you have you have your own shared universe. Do you do you have a a name for this universe that you've created? Uh, not really. So I've or a name for um, the world specifically. I, I would say yeah. The, the the world is called Havoc with a an E. So it's H A V E K. Mm. Um, and I I was gonna do it in like volumes. So I was gonna have volume one of like Tales of Havoc, and then it'd just be a bunch of short stories. Mm. Um, but it's I don't know. It's gonna evolve, and it'll probably be something totally different, but I do plan on using that world. Um, and I'm hoping to introduce, cause right now it's set in like, it's definitely fantasy, like, um, as fantasy as you can get, but I, I really want to kind of go the, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but like the Warhammer route where they kind of have, the 40k universe yeah yeah you know and yeah. so i could i want to eventually br- like branch out have yeah i have um like the sci-fi stories kind of come into it as well would you would you come would you eventually like intro like introduce the two into the same into the same world or would you keep the sci-fi completely separate that would be the ultimate goal um but i definitely want to because that's <laughs> um it's it's definitely the end kind of like or is it the um, beginning mm. yeah <laughs> well what i mean is i i definitely want to establish them separately for a while um yeah. and then kind of do like a big a big tie-in event type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's a it's a lot to try to keep two two like it's, it's almost like they're they're two different universes themselves and right. then bringing them together. Uh sci-fi and fantasy. Though like when when I when I do it, I I've I've already established that they're they're unified in in some form of manner there are still like there are still like people like groups and organizations that are heavy believers in their own kind like there might be like a a religious cult inside the inside the magenium the magenium realm which is inside my inside the core realms specifically Mm -hmm. but like magenium is like my my fantasy universe and there might be like a cult there that it's like ah science is bad it's evil kind of kind of thing and then and then there'd be like sci-fi like like robots who are just like we must purge all the mages and, and all that stuff <laughs> uh yeah uh but 
but like incorporating the two in unique ways because you know we we have to try to find our own unique ways to to make, to make them. What are some unique ways that you have? Like, do do you pull inspiration from from certain stories? That like, I, I'm sure you pull inspiration. We all pull inspiration from right. from other stories, but. Uh, what specific what specific uh, franchises would you say are your are your go to for inspiration in your own writings? I would say, um, my biggest inspiration is probably uh, Brandon Sanderson's body of work. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He j- he just he just got the biggest Kickstarter, right? He's the one. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I really love what he's doing with I, his stuff. See, that's the thing is that I don't. I I, I just started getting into reading, so <laughs> right now I'm reading the Bible. So that's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just started the Bible this year as well. It's, yeah, I'm I'm doing that um, Bible in a Year podcast. Oh, I, don't I ha- know if you've heard of that, I I have not. But that's something I pro- I should probably do. I've been thinking about cool. getting like an audiobook version of the Bible because I I listen to podcasts all the time inside like at work because I I'm a delivery driver, uh, okay, and I I basically get to just listen to my podcast all the time. <laughs> and, That's awesome, yeah, yeah. This and, would be perfect. And yeah, that that would be that would be pretty great. But also, I the thing is, is that I actually do want to like really focus on reading because I haven't done that very much and I, I recently i've been i've been reading every night uh with with my girlfriend and we like we we try to read for 20 minutes every night before we go to bed so that's nice. like in, that's cool, in our mind um yeah, that's a cool habit yeah it, it's definitely uh, my my reading is getting better it's just keeping it in my head is <laughs> is the, the thing um but i do want to I do want to start reading like actual fic- fictional fictional works as well. Uh specifically specifically fi- fictional works that are like made inside our like our creative community. I've been reading yeah. I I I've been reading the, po- the 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 poems that you've put out. Uh, I I listened to the the Ethereal, Gar- Ethereal Gardens last night actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that that um, one if if you haven't listened to it, guys, listen to <laughs> listen to the Ethereal Gardens of the Vinebound Spine uh, on the Story Letter Substack. Link in the description. It, it may or may not be narrated by <laughs> a certain host. Yes, and uh, and if you want the narrated version, be sure to subscribe. Okay, so subscribe <laughs> as a member. It's a uh, express membership, yeah, express. right? Yeah, I, I'm subscribed. Well, why aren't you subscribed? <laughs> but yeah, uh, after our shills and and tangent there. Uh, so what, what, what was where were we on? We we were on something. The reading uh, specific books. Yeah, and you you said that uh, Brandon Sanderson is your is your go to inspiration. What what about yes. his what about his stories inspire like inspires your works specifically? Um, well, he's, um, he, he's so, I think he's known for his world building. Um, 
and his magic systems. He's like, even yeah. I think he if you go on YouTube, you can find his lectures. He teaches down in um he teaches in Utah and he he posts his lectures online oh, wow. um because his classes are so like uh, sought after that he just decided to make them public. Mm. Um and it they're very insightful and he teaches like plot structure and magic systems and world building and all that stuff. And um he also has that podcast called uh Writing Excuses, which is pretty good. It's like fifteen minutes long, like each episode. Um but there's like co hosts and stuff and they, they just pick a topic and sorry I'm kinda of going off no, no uh, on a tangent. But th- I mean this is what I've been like doing for the past few years is like listening to any advice or like yeah. any other successful authors. I've just been like um absorbing all of their information. Um but the thing his works the things oh, that you the things that you associate yourself with or like it's is how you're going to be able to grow as a person so if you associate yourself with people who aren't going to teach you anything or do anything you're just they're just you know going out drinking and partying that's what you're going to be doing so right you you focusing on the the things that you want to do specifically or like like learning from from the people who actually teach you these things especially like youtube is like all the new technology allows us to to learn new things without having to actually even know know the person that's teaching teaching us how to do them. Exactly. But, but having them like there is another is another story. Like if, if if you if you got the if you got the chance to actually be uh, like a, a, like an like associated with Brandon Sanderson and like actually like talk to him on a daily basis and and actually like be able to like communicate with him. I'm sure that would be like a completely different experience as well. Right. But anyways, yeah. go, go on, go on. Sorry. Um, no, I agree. Yeah. Like, um, and, and I think a, an important, important, um, point to make is that I did notice, like I was taking in so much information, but I wasn't applying it. And that was all a big issue for yeah. me because I wasn't, I wasn't producing what I was taking in, and therefore it was kind of just like leaving. You know, it was kind of just seeping out. It yeah. wasn't really, I wasn't able to retain it. Um, but once I started writing more regularly, and I started uh, journaling, even uh, which is like I'll just have a journal. That's a good habit to get into. Yeah, and, like, just any time I want to, like, dive back into, like, creative mode, I'll just write down, you know, what I'm feeling or what, you know, what words, you know, are coming to mind and things like that. And and that has really kept me motivated or, like, in the in the writing uh, mindset. Do you ever get a writer's block? I do, actually. Um it's it's kind of on a weekly basis um mm. but i think what it what it comes down to is that i have to visualize what i'm going to write before i write it yeah yeah and so i have to step away for a few days and kind of think about it um but it's not like it's not crippling you know like i if it's if i know i need to write i'll i'll sit down and just start writing even though it, even if it's like 
bad. You know, garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll push through, but it, there will be like maybe three or four days where I don't produce anything. But I try to, what I've been trying to do lately is um, write in the morning and then edit in the evening when I don't feel like writing. Mm. And that's helped out a lot. That's good. That's good. So when it comes to when it comes to your your actual your actual schedule for writing, uh, I know you put out like a, a schedule for the, the for the story letter itself. But do you have like do you have a set schedule like uh, other other than like do you write every day or do you do you like take weekends off? They really kind of like wind down and or think about certain things. Do you have like brainstorming sessions like on a specific day? What what what's your what's your schedule like? How how do you work? <laughs> um so I'm trying to stay on a schedule. I don't it's it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um tell I me think, about it. <laughs> yeah. I think right now uh, I'm on like a monthly schedule. So I'll, I have the 18th of every month, I'll do the newsletter, uh, which is at first I didn't know what I was doing with the newsletter. Like it was kind of random, but I think now I've, I've got a, a better vision for it and I, I look forward to it more. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll like pick a topic and think about it for a week and then, uh you know prepare it a week in advance but so i look forward to the the monthly posts now the weekly posts kind of get um i'm i'm finding it hard to keep the weekly momentum yeah yeah that's that's a very like being consistent on that level yeah takes a lot of dedication especially if you're also thinking about other things that you're that you're trying to make at the same time mm-hmm. that's that's like multiple jobs in itself and that's that's the curse of being the the leader of the of, <laughs> of the thing because like right now i like i'm i'm kind of in the same situation i'm i'm making a game and trying to post all the stuff onto social media while also writing out a podcast on a weekly basis at the, at the same time and then having right. multiple different like game sessions going on throughout the week and it's all it's all just continuously <laughs> happening every week it's fun it, it it's fun but stressful yeah i listen to your game sessions and they're they're very intriguing i'm, so, I'm sorry if there's a lot of cursing I, it, me, oh. me and my me and my buddies say <laughs> We uh, we have some fun. Sometimes it gets <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah. But anyways, your 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 uh your work work schedule every week it's it's difficult. Why why do you think it's you you specifically post mo- do, do you do you do like weekly posts as in like story stuff or or is it more like trying to get the audience engaged and like or the uh, the community engaged with the story letters itself, because I know I know um, you do both technically. Yeah. So, 
yeah, it's kind of wonky right now. It's evolving a little bit. Um, I I really like the discussion threads. I do yeah. those on every other Monday, and and that's been fun. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I try a, to respond. You, I mean, I'm. I think you respond to everyone's message. I'm pretty sure yeah. everyone's message. And they're oh, long I, messages. I like I'll, I'll I'll read through <laughs> them. I'll be like, dang. <laughs> And yeah, and it's it's actually fun because you're building a community with, with with that. That's that's good. That's very good. Yeah, I really like that, and um, I like hearing everybody's thoughts and and figuring out um, what people like and uh, their opinions and stuff. So, but other than that, I do, and I, I think I'm going to start doing writing prompts on the other Mondays. Mm. You know, like little flash fiction prompts. And then maybe people can write their little stories in the comments and then um, people can vote on them. Um, But it wouldn't be any. Yeah. And it wouldn't be anything too crazy. It would just be like just a short, like a couple hundred words or something. Um, So I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. I don't know when I'll start, maybe next month, but. Um. Yeah, it was. I I have it set so that it's Wednesday is serial fiction day. Um, and then Saturday is short fiction day. Hmm. So short stories, flash fiction. Um, I think Sunday's poetry. But it's really I can't. I personally can't maintain that. So it's set for when other people submit. Oh, okay. And yeah. Yeah. So like when more people are submitting, then I can fill those slots uh, with other people's work and mm-hmm. it'll be more consistent. Yeah. That, that'd be nice. Yeah. And uh, soon you'll have a, you'll have my, my work that I am working on currently. Yeah. That'll be awesome. Submitted. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. It's, Right now, I'm working on the. So I'm I'm on the third, technically the third chapter. If if we're going by chapters, it's it's the third episode in in the saga that I, that I'm I'm going to have it be like the podcast. So the plan is the podcast is gonna is gonna start off with this storyline, the same storyline that is gonna be for this this story that I'm that I'm writing. And then okay. the podcast is going to divert off to like a reborn in power series while the storyline is going to continue on. So the written version is going to have a di- like ha- focus on a different side thing. I see. While the while the actual podcast is going to start like kind of diverting off to to separate to separate storyline. So you'll still get something unique if you read the story. Uh, aside from the actual podcast itself, so I'm, okay, I'm excited. Yeah, that sounds like a cool idea. I, I'm excited for that. I just don't know how I'm gonna do it all. We'll see. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm incorporating as much as I can into this storyline and trying to also make it make it like an introduction into the universe for those who haven't for those who haven't like read or or listen to my my universe and or right. any, any of that but 
hopefully, hopefully it's entertaining enough to to warrant some readers. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it'll be good. That's a good idea. But, because I'm, um, I'm still like, I'm listening to the the podcast, but I'm still learning the world and how the game works. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Once once you get to season three, like that's when like it just it it goes up. I I. I mainly had season one and season two be the the actual the nitty gritty like war, like building the world, letting people like learn about the different aspects of things that they might need to know, like the regions of the core or or like the the core pantheon with all the gods and stuff. Um, okay, but. That's all in season one and season two, and then season three is like the the legit stories that everyone can listen to and have have fun with. And each every I do ten episodes, or like nine nine to ten episodes each would be are are, are the uh, the sagas, different sagas. So I have like the the Yen saga, which was the first one, um, and each saga has three reborn in power sessions. Right now, I have the mainframe. Uh, on and I'm not sure if you've been listening to that one. The, I don't. I haven't listened to that one yet. That one's my like super sci-fi. Enter the virtual reality and oh, cool! Uh, yeah, so <laughs> that one's that one's fun. Um, but yeah, that those those are those are entertaining. But anyways, enough about me. Back back on to you. Uh, uh so your. So the story letter, how many, right now you, you have a few, a few writers like working on them. How, how many writers do you have right now, uh, specifically making, making content? Um, right now there are, I would say four, there's four people submitting. Okay. Or are going to submit, including you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are in the threads, in the discussion threads, um, I've I've met some other writers through that uh, forum, and I, I think I'm going to reach out to them and see if they want to submit either like their first chapters or any short stories they may have. Mm-hmm. Because there's some pretty talented people on Substack right now, yeah, and just online in general. But like, I don't know. It's it's crazy to see so like such talented people and then them not have an audience yet. And so I I, I want to you want to help them kind of build that audience, right? Um, I mean, not that it, it would be. I don't know. I'm not at that point where I can really like throw that weight around, but mm-hmm. that's the ultimate goal is to kind of highlight like works that I like or uh, just really talented authors that maybe are under um, undervalued or just haven't had the spotlight yet. So yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and it's kind of, at first I, 
I had made the Express membership mandatory for submitting, and I think that was kind of a, um, it was an invisible barrier that I had set up. Um, so I think moving forward, having the open submission form available is going to be much better. And then having specific types of stories under the, the barrier itself. Yeah. Either, um, doing, uh, the serial fiction under, uh, behind the pay, the, the paywall Mm -hmm. after like maybe two or three chapters or something. And then, um, but most of the content should remain free. And then the, what, I guess what the membership is, is more like the community, um, because all of the money that is going into the Substack is going to go back into the community somehow, mm-hmm. whether it be like artwork or um, just the overhead costs uh, Art, for artwork, doing the marketing and stuff. Yeah, marketing. Yeah, and I'm I'm also providing editorial services. Um, it's technically and that you're, depends. You're, you're getting what you paid for. Like like you're you're getting <laughs> you're getting. Editing, so you're getting ed- ed- you're doing editing services. Is that like a? Are you yeah, the it, one it, editing it, or do you ha- are you having other people edit it? <laughs> well, yeah. So I'm the one providing the services. However, the the dream would be to hire like if enough money came in to be able to hire out editorial staff. That would be pretty awesome. That would be but, awesome. Yeah, but. No, right now I, I um I do just like very surface level edits or like if if you want like critiques or feedbacks I provide that as well. So it like whatever you submit doesn't have to be what is published. Like I'm working with somebody right now and he submitted a twenty thousand word um, novella, mm. but there's parts that I think. Uh, can be expanded upon and so I talked with him and I think we can make it something it's already good but I think we can make it something that he he will like and um, that the readers it'll, it'll just be Um, it'll be what is true to his vision, mm. you know. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, that that's that's good because it's like you don't want to end up change. That that's just something that I, I I've thought about is if uh, writers came to me and said that they wanted to write inside the core realms, I would very much love that. But obviously, the core realms is technically my baby, and having someone right inside it, there would be. There's I I've tried to make it like like able the people able to write like create their own worlds and and do their own their own stuff on those worlds. Um, it just depends on the type of the the realm that they're in, how different like how different elements work within it and the different the different creatures that you might find within the actual universe itself um but like 
when it comes to when it comes to just having like a full on publishing company, you you you're able to have have someone come in and write their write their own content, and then uh, and then you can like help the help guide them along to find ways to make it better so that it it is it is at its at its best when it's published. Right, and yeah, that's that's what I want to help provide or. Like, it's, it's already, um, yeah, I think you said it. It's, it's like, I don't want to edit out their voice. Like, mm-hmm. I want them, like, I'll do, like, grammatic, you know, grammar, um, fixes and things like that. But I think that's one of the big things that I've learned is, that you know the writer wrote it a specific way because that is how they wanted to tell it. So I don't want to, I don't want to be like, hey, you know, this sentence needs to be written this way. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, change how their voice is coming out. So yeah, it's that's it's, the hardest part. That that's the hardest yeah. part because there's t- sometimes like I know I know for for myself when I'm writing something. Uh, and I'll, I'll write a sentence. I know it's grammatically incorrect, but it's the way I wrote it. I wrote it for a specific reason that way because I wanted to flow in in a certain way, I guess. But like, I my my girlfriend will go and read it and be like, "You need to re- rewrite this because it doesn't make sense." I'm like, "But the the point of it is that the scene is saying this person looks over, says this." says this line and then the scene continues on right after that line then it continues he continues his dialogue so it's almost like it's seamless he's walking and he's and he's talking at the same time looking around the room but i'm writing in between all like in between the dialogue and the descriptions all all in one paragraph itself and it's right convoluted i guess but sometimes it just it, it flows in a in a certain way that I want I want it to be f- seen, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, if when it, when it comes to when it comes to like a person's voice, you you want to make sure that they it, it stays that way so that they don't get turned off and are like, uh, this is not exactly how I wanted it to be." And I know that that's happened a lot with like traditional publishing companies where like they'll read something it's like you have to change all of this if you want it to work mm-hmm. and then the the original story isn't isn't even there anymore because yeah 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 i mean it's a learning process for me too it's like because i've you know i i've never worked in a professional capacity as an editor so mm. it's it's kind of it's fun that I can make those suggestions and that's all they really are at the end of the day is suggestions because I, you know, I'm upfront about it and if they don't want to change it, then they don't have to change it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's fun to, cause you know, it's a collaboration at that point where it's like, Hey, this would be cool if, if this was like this and then, um, you know, just spruce it up a bit. There's, mm. It's not like I'm, I'm cutting it up, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's fun. That's I good. try to keep it light. Yeah. 
That's good. So, uh, I believe uh, I, I think that's that's a good place we can actually stop. Do, do you have any places that you want to want to show your your I know story letter Substack story letter dot Substack dot com? Uh, any other social media accounts you want to shout out? I mean, I'm I'm almost on all social media at the story letter. Um, it should be the same username uh, for every account, so I should be easy to find. Um, uh, Storyletter.press is my WordPress uh, mm. website. Um, it's a little outdated, so I, I kind of I use the Substack mainly as the the home base. And we're, um, I, I know you said something about about possibly making a uh, what's it called? Like yeah. Like, do you well, are you going to actually be publishing books t- as well, like physical copies as well? Or yes, um, so I haven't got to that point yet. Uh, I think hopefully. So what I would like to do is an annual anthology of the, uh, I guess, exclusive stories that are on Substack. Mm. So during the submission process, if you if if you select that you want to make it exclusive, then you are opting into the anthology process. Um, and then that way I know which stories um, can then be, you know, which writers will can be approached uh, once that process starts. And I can ask them if they, they want to go that route. Um, but yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Like having an annual uh collection mm, of yeah. the stories that are on the website yeah yeah you you heard it here everyone if you're if you're a writer and you're listening to this go go to the story letter and submit your submit your works so that there can be a huge catalog found there and winston won't have to write all like every every, <laughs> every week yes please thank you <laughs> but uh yeah th- thank you winston for for coming on the podcast uh i'm going to have this out sooner rather than later and i hope that it gets more writers and readers over to read your content and write more content for you and hopefully people will also come on and and read my my story that will be coming out uh probably by the end of summer yes awesome yeah thank you for the opportunity I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for listening and have a great, great evening. I thank you for listening to our conversation. If you'd like to hear more guest entries like this one, go over and become a free member at OurTheodianAnthologies.com to not miss another episode like this. And if you're interested in becoming a guest yourself, you can fill out an entry form at the site's homepage. Until next time, travelers, be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power. <laughs>